Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga. Joined, as always, by our Indians beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, been a couple of weeks. Good to get back in touch with you and uh, and, and talk a little tribe. And, and we have some some good news to report, some, some positive stuff. The Indians and, and Twins are, are in the middle of their second series of the season. The Indians have taken the first two games, and they've, they've really done it in a way that the, has been the Twins' hallmark for this season. They're, they're hitting the long ball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> They're giving, uh, you know, Minnesota a, a taste of their own medicine. Uh, you know, uh, in, uh, what, Tuesday night they, they hit four home runs, and uh, last night they hit, uh, what, like three more, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, they beat them 5-2 the first game and not, and come from behind last night after a rain delay and win 9-7, cut the lead to uh, nine and a half games. And uh, it's interesting. You know, I, it's the Twins are still – you know, just going over the horizon in, in the AL Central as far as first place, you know, sitting in first place and having a big lead. But uh, the Indians have kind of served notice a little bit here. Yeah, it's sort of like they're saying uh, the, the AL Central crown still runs through Cleveland until you knock us off the, uh, off the perch. And, and, and really, uh, the, it looks like the Indians have, are responding to – that that challenge here, at least in these first two games, uh, the they haven't necessarily been playing great baseball coming into this series, but put the uh, put the team that's the the most direct threat to their uh, their championship hopes uh, right in front of them, and 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 look how they've responded. Uh, you've got the uh, Roberto Perez hitting home runs in in back to back games. Uh, crushing home runs. He had a 430-foot home run uh, on Tuesday. And Jordan Luplo coming through with a, a clutch homer uh, last night after the rain delay. I, I, he's, this is a young team. Terry Francona talked about in the postgame last night how uh, the Indians got younger in the offseason, and it, it, he's, he's seeing some of this excitement and, and youthful enthusiasm sort of play out, and, and it, it's – it, so far, the first two games of the series, it's it's paid off for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Joe. You know they they uh, you know they got a good uh, performance from Bieber on Tuesday night, and uh, you know last night uh, they went to the bullpen and uh, bullpen game, which is a rarity this early in the season. But 
know, kind of uh, extenuating circumstances with uh, Carlos Carrasco's illness and, and going on the injured list. Um, they really, uh, you know, they kind of, it was, it was an inspiring win. I think, uh, there's a little extra motivation with this, uh, Cleveland club right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we, we talked about, let's get into, uh, the, the latest, I guess, blow to the starting rotation. This was a, a starting rotation that was, uh, you know, talked about as one of the best in baseball coming into the season, uh, having not traded away Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer and keeping them intact. And then all of a sudden, uh, less than a week, uh, a week into the season, you're, you've lost Mike Clevenger and uh, Corey Kluber follows with a broken arm. And now Carlos Carrasco uh, on the injured list with a blood condition. Uh, and this is this is one of those things where it's sort of you step away from baseball and you look at it as not just, uh, oh, oh, gosh, they've, they've lost one of the most important pitchers in the rotation. It's Carlos Carrasco, the person, and he's facing, you know, something that, that nobody really wants to ever have to face in their lifetime. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely is. Uh, you know, I thought uh, Jason Kipnis, uh, you wrote today that, uh, you know, you, you kind of, when something like this happens, you have to come out of the baseball bubble. That's what he called it. And uh, really kind of, you know, that, that reality is staring you in the eye now no one has said what what's wrong with Carlos or what he's suffering from. You know, they just said he was lethargic uh, for the last several weeks. He, you know, he had the heart condition a couple of years ago, and uh, they they got that checked. And in the process, uh, he, they took some blood tests and found something else. And uh, you know, he went home to uh, his home in Florida yesterday to be with his family. He's going to get uh, checked by a specialist on Monday. I think uh, they'll know more. He'll know more then. And, uh, you know, we can move on from that. But it's still, it sounds like a serious, something serious, something definitely not to be taken lightly. And, you know, I think that affects, uh, that affects ball players. It affects, you, it affects human beings, you know. And baseball players aren't robots. They, they, they live in the real world, real world too. Right. Uh, the Indians met on, uh, before the game, uh, Tuesday night, and, and they met with Carrasco, and, and as, as Terry Francona said, uh, they didn't talk baseball, they talked Carlos, and, uh, you know, Kipnis talked about, the, you know, the brotherhood, uh, this guy's been, they've been teammates for, what, eight years, um, it, it's just, it was, it's interesting to see how the, how the team has reacted, uh, I'm sure at some point we'll get access to Carlos, and, and he'll talk about, I, I mean, he's, He's never been one to, to to shy away, and he's 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 a guy who you think about personality, and you think about the team's personality, and it's it's Carlos Carrasco, it's it's Cookie in the dugout, you know, laughing around and and, and joking with with guys, and and also as Terry Francona said uh, last night, just his his voice and his presence in the dugout, sort of you know, being vocal during games, he said that. That was missed the last two nights. Yeah, you know, this is a guy, Joe, when you think about it, you know, they acquired him in the Cliff Lee trade, which seems like a million years ago. In 2009, uh, he's been in this organization organization since then. You know, he's had, you know, I think the fans have tracked his ups and downs, you know. He had, the, he had Tommy John. He, 
you know, he got suspended a couple times for throwing at people. We, they almost uh, came to their wits end with him when they put him in the bullpen about four years ago. And then he kind of just rediscovered himself in the pen. He came out and he's been one of the, uh, you know, came out, was more aggressive. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, he came out and has become one of the, one of the most reliable and one of the best starters in the American league. I mean, he's won what 35 games the last two years. Uh, and like you said, he, he's a veteran. He's an established guy on this club and he wants, he wants to stay in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. You know, he signed the extension this year, uh, this, this off season, another four years, I think, you know, he wants to end his career in Cleveland. And, uh, you know, that's saying that goes that goes a long way in Cleveland. It goes a long way with Indians fans, I think. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, for me personally, I've done a complete, you know, one eighty on uh on Cookie from from like like you said, early on in his career when he had the the reputation as a as a headhunter. He'd give up a home run and then he'd throw at the next guy uh <laughs> to step in. And, you know, I didn't I didn't care much for him early on, but then as we as we followed his sort of comeback and his rediscovery of him, himself uh, after the, the stint in the bullpen, uh, he's, he's just been a, a joy to watch play. It's been fun to watch Cookie play the game and, and enjoy it as much as he does and everything that goes on. I, I find it fascinating just following his Instagram account uh, in the offseason. He goes to, to more places than, you know, the National Geographic. I mean, He's he's doing African safaris and it's it, it's just uh, amazing to see some of the stuff he's he's been able to to accomplish in his career, and and the hope is that he's able to come back. I guess the Indians don't expect him to to miss you know the the I guess the Indians expect him to come back at some point this season if if that's possible is what it said in the, the press release, but yeah know. yeah yeah Joe and, and just a guy you know like. You know, I think people can relate to him. You know, uh, you know, he got when, the year they went to the World Series game seven. He, you know, he didn't make it. He he got hit by a line drive in September and and you know suffered a broken hand. Uh, couldn't pitch. Uh, you know, uh, this is a guy that really does a lot of charity work. He's he's you know the 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 Indians Roberto Clemente. Uh, nominee for the last three years because of the work he does, not just in Cleveland, but around the world. I mean, in Venezuela, when the Indians were in Puerto Rico last year, he was doing work there. He's, he's, he's a guy that's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. And, uh, you know, he gets it that he's, that he's a fortunate guy. And I just hope that, you know, that kind of his personality and that, 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 that giving nature, you know, helps him through this. All right. Well, uh, you know, let, let's look for some good news on the, the injury front and particularly with the starting rotation. Uh, Mike Clevenger uh, scheduled to uh, pitch in Columbus tonight, uh, Thursday night. Uh, Francona said he's, he's scheduled to, to go about five innings, uh, I, I believe is the, the hope for him. Uh, five innings today and then uh, five days later next Tuesday, he should be uh, be at about 85 pitches, and then from there, uh, we might see Mike Clevenger uh, back with the big league club uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's what they're counting on. In the, you know, best case scenario, there hasn't been a, lot, been a lot of best case scenarios with this team this year. But uh, yeah, they, I think they want him to make two starts in Columbus and then rejoin the rotation. If I mapped it out right, he could pitch 
in Detroit uh, on, on at the tail end of the I mean in the first stop of this next road trip coming up. Uh, but you know, you never know. It could be one day here, one day there. What we'll see. Um, but it, you know, he's made remarkable progress. I talked to him uh, the other day in Cleveland after he threw a bullpen here, and uh, he said uh, he had thrown <clears throat> another bullpen in Arizona before he came to Cleveland. Said he was hitting eighty-five. I mean, ninety-five to ninety-eight miles an hour in the pen. Uh, it felt good. And uh, he's 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 made a pretty uh, you know for a guy that was wasn't supposed to pick up a baseball for six to eight weeks after he injured that uh, muscle in 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 his sh- right shoulder on what April seventh mm-hmm. he's, he's come along pretty quickly and and they definitely need him I just hope you know they don't push him too hard I mean and and I don't think they will Frank Cohn went out of his way to say that but uh, the last thing you need is him coming back and having another setback so I I think they're going to be you know even though this this rotation is kind of you know teetering right now, I think they'll they'll make sure uh, Clevenger is okay, that he's ready to go, and uh, maybe temper his enthusiasm a little. Right. At some point, you're going to see Adam Plutko come up. Uh, I believe he's scheduled to start uh, one of the games in the Yankees series. Uh, yeah, he'll start Saturday, Joe. Saturday, okay. And there might be a bullpen game somewhere in between there to get them to Clevenger. Uh, but, you know, from from all indications that we got from from Tito was that this is the way it's going to go, you know, two starts in Columbus and then, you know, back to the back to the Indians sometime uh, possibly by by the end of next week or early the week after. Uh, you know, you, you think about this, Joe, think about how how much this rotation has changed. I mean, we're there. The Indians are going to. The Yankees are coming to town after the Twins leave uh, for a three game series starting Friday night, and you've got rookie uh, Zach Plesac starting game one, and you're going to call up Adam Plutko to start game two. And uh, you know, those are two guys. I mean, Plutko was on the radar, you know, at mm-hmm. at, at the end of spring training, but Plesac, you know, he was a guy that. You know, was coming still coming off Tommy John surgery. Really, I mean, he was in Double A, yeah, yeah, decent year at at A ball two years. Ago. You know, his first healthy year last year at A ball in Akron, and and all of a sudden he's in there, and uh, you're you're sitting there thinking, I mean, that just it, this this game is unbelievable. This season is unbelievable. It it the the a baseball season in general just is so long, and it will test the club, you know, in so many different ways. And, you know, the team that wins comes out of the regular season and wins the regular season, they're usually the best team. You know, they're usually the best team in that division just because no matter how good you are, you get tested in so many different directions. And the Indians are certainly are being, you know, have have undergone those tests so far this year. Well, you talk about the rotation, and we're not too far removed from uh, a year when they had, I believe Francona said we had, all five starters make every start for the first time in, in his – I think it happened to him one other time, like when he was in Philadelphia one of the years. But that that's almost unheard of nowadays to, to have your five starters make every start uh, for an entire season. Uh, and, yeah, and I mean, it, it shows you their durability, but it also shows you how fragile a pitcher any, – any athlete is. And, uh, you know, we've seen Kluber go down. We've seen – Clevenger go down now Carrasco without a non-baseball uh you know uh occurrence mm-hmm. so 
you never know. And, and when, when things like that happen, when, when starters, you know, when you can roll out five, seven guys to starters to, to finish a whole season, you know, you, you got to cons- that that's more an, uh, an outlier than, than it is the norm. Right. Uh, let's, uh, Head into it. Take some questions here now. Uh, you know, we have readers submitted questions. Uh, we'll get to those before we uh, get to talking about some other things here afterwards. Uh, what do you got for us, uh, reader submitted? Okay, this is from uh, our buddy Joe Sepik. Um, he was wondering if the Indians considered uh, starting Trevor Bauer on three days rest Wednesday night instead of going with a bullpen game. Oh, I, I mean, they sort of like to give a guy a heads up, uh, maybe a little bit ahead of time, uh, uh, something like that. I, and the way Trevor Bauer has been pitching, you know, recently, uh, messing with things might not have, might not be what what they want to do. Uh, I, I had heard uh, that they recently uh, went back the Carl Willis, the pitching coach, and and Tito and and Trevor went back and and tried to you know, sort of press the reset button on Trevor and, and get him back to the routine in between starts that he had been on uh, last season towards the end of the season where he was, he was going real well, uh, maybe not throwing as much with the, the weighted balls that he throws uh, in between and, and just sort of uh, hoping that that would help his command. Uh, and, you know, who knows if that's going to pay off. Well, I guess we'll find out, uh, you know, tonight, but um yeah, I don't think messing with Trevor's routine in between starts is is ideal for a guy who's kind of struggling. had a had a really awful month of May. Yeah, and you know, I think obviously, I think Trevor would have pitched in three days, three days. Oh, uh, in a heartbeat, three yeah. days rest in a heartbeat. He consider that a challenge. You know, I think that that's he wants to. Doesn't he want to make? <laughs> I think he'd like he'd love that, but I think it's way too early in the season to do that. I mean, if you're going down the stretch, if you need a game, if somebody's hurt. Yeah, you know, you you and and you're in contention. Uh, yeah, you consider that, but not not on June fourth or fifth. I'm not I'm not taking one of my few healthy starters and 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 bringing him back on short rest. I, yeah, I, I think uh, you know Francona is is an is excellent at at bullpen games. We saw that in 2016 in September. You know when they lost Salazar and Carrasco, he knows how to make this work now. It was a little, a little iffy in the early going last night, uh, but I thought Goody came in and did a nice job. Maybe he stayed too long with one guy too long with Goody. One batter too many, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know I think they, the the rest of the guys closed it out. Uh, he's 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 got he's got a good feel for that. So I, I had no problem with that. I just wonder, you know, the after effects. What 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 happens now? You know, if 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 uh, Plesac or or Plutko. Or even uh, uh, who's going today? Uh, uh, Bauer. Bauer get knocked out early. What you know? What effects does that have on the pen? Well, and what do you think, Joe? Well, well, rather than uh, rather than start Bauer on three days rest last night, uh, you know, Trevor Bauer's durability. He's he's something he's known for. You can use that in in in, in other ways. If you're going to pitch him tonight, you're going to expect seven at least seven innings out of him tonight, and you can go into a game. Even if Trevor Bauer gives up, you know, three, four, five runs, he can still give you seven innings and save your bullpen that way. So, you know, it's you're either doing it on the front end or the back end. You're either, uh, you know, you're you're either using him on short rest and hoping he gives you five, six innings that night, 
and you still got to use your bullpen on Wednesday, or you pitch him on regular rest on Thursday and hope that he gives you what he would normally give you, seven innings, and, and you only have to use a couple of relievers after that. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Definitely. That's a good point. And he kind of saves you one way or the other, right. uh, you know, especially tonight, I think. And, you know, they did call up the two extra relievers. You know, John Edwards didn't pitch last night. Uh, Perez didn't pitch last night. Uh, and I, I think you could probably bring back Clippard, you know, Clippard and, and Olsen. Maybe not Olsen, but maybe I think you could bring back Clippard tonight. So they, they've got like 20, 20 relievers in the pen. So I think they'll be okay. All right. It's like Tito's kid in a candy store right now with all yeah. the relievers he's got. Okay. I, uh, this is from um, Bob DeVore, I think from Brunswick. He goes, I truly believe in the curse of Chief Wahoo. Uh, with all the injuries, the slow start to the season, the hitters getting hitters like uh, Jose Ramirez getting off the slow starts. Uh, what do you guys think? No, I don't. I, I don't think if you slap the Chief Wahoo logo on Jose Ramirez's jersey right now, it'll make a lick of difference on on the way he's hitting. Uh, I, I'm pretty much every time Jose steps into the box, I'm expecting an infield pop up or a ground out to third. I, I it's it, that seems like it's been that way for the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, just really sort of struggling, really scuffling. I've, I've just never seen anything like this at the plate. Uh, as far as the curse of Chief Wahoo goes, uh, I'll leave that to you. you. You already know my my thoughts on the, uh, on the matter are well documented. So, uh, um, I'm, you know, all in favor of the move away from that as a logo. Yeah, hey, uh, Chief Wahoo, one way or the other, they've got the curse buster sitting in the dugout. You got Terry Francona, who broke the curse of the, the curse of the Bambino in Boston. So, you know, I think uh, I don't think a curse has anything to do with this. I I think it's a slow start. It's a it's a, a team that started to rebuild in the, in the off season, and uh, you know they had to play perfect baseball. They had to their this scenario had to work perfectly for them to succeed, and it hasn't. So. Uh, yeah, and, you know, with Ramirez, he had three RBIs last night, and uh, that's his best, second-best game of the season. Yeah, I think he had drove in four runs earlier in the year in April. He had three RBIs, uh, you know, one of them on a ground out to first. Yeah. The, yeah. Other, the other on a ball that had more English than a ping-pong serve, uh, you know, <laughs> squibbing out uh, uh, past second base. Uh, yeah, he, he – he didn't, he didn't exactly barrel up too many balls yeah, last yeah. night, uh, put it that way. Hey, the, jur- uh, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. There you go. <laughs> let's hope so, anyways. And uh, let's see. We got uh, one more question here from uh, uh, James in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Oh. Uh, should the Indians be concerned? Uh, you know, oh, he says, I like the idea of the Indians taking power pitchers early in the draft, but should they be concerned? about taking, you know, kind of risky health risk, health risk pitchers, high school pitchers, as they did with Haskins last year and Espino this year. Now, you did a great job covering the draft for us. Joe, what do you think about that? Well, uh, you know, Ethan Hankins, uh, you know, big pitcher, power pitcher that they, they drafted last year, uh, he did have to have uh, a reconstructive surgery. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's anything that you can sort of predict or avoid. I mean, this was a, a guy who he, he was six six power pitcher, uh, big arm. Uh, you know, I, I don't think 
there's any way to predict or prevent an, an injury like that. Uh, Dan, Daniel Espino, their number one pick this year, number 24 overall, uh, kind of uh, uh, away from the trend and away from the norm. They pick a, a right-handed high school pitcher in the first round. Uh, but this is a kid who, as a, as a prep star for Georgia, uh, in Georgia, um, threw 100 miles an hour, a, you know, hit the gun at 100 miles an hour a couple of times in showcase games. Uh, he's got a live fastball with a lot of movement, and he's got two breaking pitches, a slider and a curveball, that are projected as plus pitches. Uh, the one thing, the knock that, that he does have on him is this uh, unorthodox, uh, long sort of pitching long arm pitching motion that a lot of the scouts say probably won't fly really well with the, um, the, the major league coaches or, or, you know, professional coaches. So there might be some tinkering there to do that, but it's, it's hard to sit here and, and predict that he's going to get injured just because of that. Uh, I, I think they, they saw something in Daniel Espino that they, they really liked and, and they went for it. Scott Barnesby said uh, he didn't know why, Espino was uh, there at 24, but they were glad he was. Uh, yeah. they, they took 21 pitchers on the on the third day of the draft, uh, most of them college pitchers. So it's uh, to me, this was an organization that was already stocked up really well on uh, you know uh, shortstops that uh, young shortstops in the organization that that could hit and and uh, you know project out sort of in that Francisco Lindor mold. Uh, so now they, they went the other way this year and, and loaded up on pitching. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, with Haskins last year, I mean, he hurt his shoulder. He dropped in the draft. You know, he's supposed to be maybe the number one pick, definitely a first-round pick, and he didn't go to, what, 35th in, in one of the compensation picks. But, uh, you know, it's not like the, the Indians see these guys once, you know. It's, they, those scouts are living with those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then they have the cross-checkers come back. So it's more than just one guy's opinion that I like this guy. Uh, I think he's going to stay healthy. And they have their, you know, they have their doctors check him out before the draft. I, you know, and, you know, they do all, you know, they, they break down the guy's delivery. And, and yeah, pitchers get hurt. But uh, they also come back. We've got examples of uh, the Indians have never been afraid to take a pitcher who's a health risk. Vinny Pistano, they drafted after he had Tommy John, Plesak they drafted after he had Tommy John. And, uh, you know, Vinny gave him two or three good years out of the pen. Plesak has been impressive in two starts. So I think, you know, with a high school kid, you take them and you're, you're already figuring, okay, four or five, maybe even six years before he gets to the big leagues. So that's if a guy kid gets hurt, he's got time to recover. If, you know, he has a flaw in his uh, mechanics, he's got time to get it straightened out. So – I think I don't. It's it's not an exact science. The draft, you know, sometimes people call it a crapshoot, and 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 a lot of times it is. But you know, I think you see an organizations getting more and more sophisticated in, in cutting down the risk factor, and the Indians have always been, you know, ahead of the curve on that. And hey, Vinny Pistano uh, gave the Indians a couple of good seasons, and then he gave him Mike Clevenger. So. In, in trade to uh, to the Angels, that that was uh, who the uh, the Indians. Yeah, and look, Clevenger's a perfect example. Exactly, he, he, the Angels drafted him, and he, he he had Tommy John, and now you know he had he had a breakout year last year, and hopefully he gets back on the mound and, and is productive again this year. 
Uh, a couple other highlights uh, from the, the Indians draft class uh, on the second day. Uh, they started off picking a first baseman uh, high school kid out of California, uh, Joseph Navarra. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'll always butcher his name until I, until I get it read to me once or twice. But this is a kid who puts the, puts the bat on the ball, uh, left-handed hitter, and they call him Joey Barrels. So uh, <laughs> like it. great nickname. Barnesby, Barnesby was real pleased with himself when he had that nickname. And then we mentioned uh, Will Bartlett, a guy that they took in the ninth round, uh, big kid, uh, 6'4", you know, 230-240, first baseman that uh, uh, Barnsby was really impressed with his raw power, says there's more power in there. And, uh, you know, because of his long, flowing blonde hair, called him Thor. So you got Joey Barrels and you got Thor. And they drafted Miguel Cairo's kid, uh, a shortstop, uh, Christian Cairo. And uh, Miguel Cairo, the the infield coordinator for the Yankees, a 17-year major leaguer. Um, you know, so this is obviously a kid who's going to be able to to sort of pick the uh, pick the ball pretty well at short. And and you know, there's it, it's always interesting to see you know this this whole long list of of players, you know, 40 draft picks that they had over the three days and. Uh, you know, which who's the one who's going to, you know, make be the first one to show up on a radar for like, uh, you know, MLB pipelines, uh, top top prospects in the organization. It'll be interesting to see in a couple of years uh, who, who breaks through. Yeah. And there's a kid. Uh, I got an email kid from a uh, pitcher from uh, Baldwin Wallace. Danny Cody was taken in the 17th round by Houston uh, and he went to Brexville Broadview Heights High School. So, uh, yeah, that, that's it. it's always good to see local kids getting drafted. Yeah. And uh, that, that, so the shout out to, uh, to Danny right there. Hey, uh, Hoinsey, uh, give us a rundown just uh, really quickly, uh, the latest on Project Text, uh, where you guys are with that and, and how things have been going with that. Oh, good, uh, good question, Joe. We just, uh, we just finished the free month of May, you know, got a lot of, uh, a lot of interest. Um, you know, Project Text is, uh, you know, several of uh, Cleveland.com uh, writers and reporters um, will, uh, you know, offer, offer uh, readers, people that sign up for the, for the service. Um, you know, at least I try to text twice a day, you know, kind of give them some inside information on the Indians or just my opinions of, uh, of the moves they make or what's going on with the club. And, uh, you know, uh, we had, uh, you know, uh, kind of an upsurge in, in subscriptions over, you know, during the free month of May. And now I think we're going to have next week, there'll be one more chance for, for people to sign up that, you know, the guys that, that, that uh, jumped into the free agent to the free, you know, took the free subscription and uh, they'll have one more chance to uh, sign up. It's a buck, a, mu- a buck a week, you know, four bucks, three, $3.99 for a month. And uh, it, it's been a fun thing, Joe. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, I think we're, the responses I've gotten have been good. There's a lot of tribe fans out there and they kind of live and die with the ball club. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it's, it's a good relationship. I think it's, I think, I think people, you know, Indians fans, casual or serious would like it. And, you know, I promise not to text you too late. I, <laughs> I, not, not, I'll keep, I'll keep it down. No, no, uh, no 1 a.m. Uh, texts anymore. <laughs> uh, no, no Hoinsey drunk dials at, uh, at 1 o'clock right. after, a, uh, 
after a road trip. Now, Hoinsey Unfiltered, that's a great, great reason to, to sign up for um, uh, Project Text. Hey, uh, you know, before we get going, just needed to mention uh, Francisco Lindor uh, pretty much on fire uh, the last couple of games. He's hit safely in nine of his last 10 games, hitting 421 with four homers, three doubles, nine RBIs. Uh, he's basically been doing everything. He's starting to put the Indians on his back uh, from that leadoff position. Uh, reached safely uh, via hit or walk in eight of his last uh, 10 plate appearances dating back to Sunday. So, I, I mean, he's, he's really just sort of taken over. Um, is, is Frankie making that push? And it's a good time to do it with, with the Twins and Jorge Polanco uh, in town sort of showing you uh, by comparison. Uh, is, is Frankie making that push to start the All-Star game in his hometown? Yeah, I think uh, definitely, Joe. He's coming on. The, 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 the thing I like about him is uh, what he struck out twice in the last, you know, since uh, the middle of May or some crazy stat like that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's making contact. He's walking. You know, uh, Tuesday night he reached base all four times. Last night he what? He one, two, three, four, reached, reached base four out of the five plate appearances. Uh, you know, and he just looks, uh, he looks like he's healthy. You know, he still, you know, he stole a base last night, which is a good sign. That means his his legs, his ankle, and his calf are feeling better. Uh, he he really looks like uh, he's kind of got the eye of the tiger right now. And I think, uh, yes, he's. I think he would be motivated by the All Star Game. He's been there three straight years, and I I think he'd love to be there, for, make it a fourth. I don't know if he's going to be the starter, but I think he's he's definitely in the conversations. Yeah, I, I think that definitely does play a, a, a role in, in you know, sort of this. He, he's been to three All-Star games, but he hasn't started one. Uh, he's He's been behind Machado and Correa the last couple of years. And I I, I think he wants to, you know, put it out there that, that he's the best shortstop in the American League. And, God, watching him Wednesday against that uh, the, the rookie pitcher that Minnesota threw out there, Devin Smeltzer. Smeltzer, yeah. Boy, you could just tell he would. This he was overmatched. Uh, uh, Smelter was there. There was just no way Frankie was going to let this guy uh, get a fastball by him. And he he waited and waited and, and picked out his pitch, and then he crushed two of them. Yeah, he is. Uh, and and the the good thing is he did it right handed too, Joe. Mm-hmm. Those are the what second and third home runs he's hit right handed this year. So I think you know. You saw him. He didn't join the club until April twentieth because he started on the, you know, the the injured list because of the calf and the ankle. Uh, I think it took him a little while to get going, and he is he's he's in fourth gear right now. He is, you know, he's a guy. Uh, he's a fun player to watch, and I think you know Joey's not only a, a little bit older. He's smarter and he's stronger too. I mean, he he. Uh, He's a good baseball player. I mean, he, you, you know, he he does everything well. He made he made a great play in the field last night, and he's a fun guy to watch. He is, you know, the Indians have been fortunate over the years, over the last twenty years, to have shortstops that you would pay pay to watch play if that was the only guy you were watching. You know, from Omar to to uh, Cabrera to uh, Lindor, and uh, Lindor is definitely right there in that co- in that company. All right. Well, it's uh, the early part of June, and it's sixty degrees outside. I, I don't have the windows open in the house because it's it's, it's a bit chilly. Uh, 
eventually hey, we're going to get eventually we're going to get to summer baseball. I promise you guys, it's going to be great. Uh, until then, uh, we'll be back with another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Coinsy, uh, thanks for joining us again. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me, man.